What's up, everybody? This is Phil Rogacki. And I'm Jared Abergina. You're listening to Two Tree Guys Podcast. What's up, everybody? Phil Rogacki here in the studio. It's been a long time, and I'm joined uh, with my good friend, the most tech-savvy Instagram live user in <laughs> mm-hmm. the entire world, Jared Abragina. <laughs> Kill me, man. Hey, I, I, I did good. I did good today. This yeah, was, yeah you didn't even update yeah. your freaking app, you know? I'm going on there. I'm like, no way you can screw it up. There's only We've only done like 50 of these things, and, you know, <laughs> it's like, Jared can't join. You must update his app. But welcome, everybody, man, joining the show. If this is the first time you guys ever uh, joined the show, um, we got a fee to the show and what that fee is pay. And how do you pay? Share it. If you like it, if you get something out of this, if you see some type of value in any way, share it, put it on your Instagram, put it on your page. That's all we ask. We don't have sponsors. No one pays us any money yet. If you do, uh, send it what? to me. You've been charging uh, me this whole time, man. What? <laughs> but you know, this is this is how we grow, and this is how we get the word out. There is uh, you guys that are listening to this today that are are going to share it. So if you like it, if you love it, share it. Uh, if you don't, don't share it. Please don't at all uh, for that. But you know, this is a show that we bring some industry badasses in uh, that have grown businesses, badass climbers, equipment vendors in our industry that come in, uh, sit down with us and talk about their story, talk about the growth of business, talk about bullshit and drink some beers over a table. And we got different shows we bring you. So one of the shows is our full length, which you're going to hear today is our full length uh, with a couple gentlemen that I got to have a nice beer with today and going to continue cracking some beers. And then after the show, we're going to go crack a few more and uh, have a good time and continue the talk. Uh, but we have some other new shows that we're bringing to you. Uh, one of the one shows we're going to be bringing you here is safety flashes. We're going to be giving you safety messages about real life experiences uh, and situations that have happened in the industry. Uh, and we're going to talk about them I and mean, we're going to have a group uh, around the table. that's going to talk. So every week you guys are going to have some safe, some real safety messages that you can listen to. Uh, we're going to have some, what other shows are we going to be having on here? They're going to be weekly. Oh, you caught me off guard. I, had, I wasn't listening to a word you said. Oh, no. good. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't, were you? No, no. <laughs> you were we got our long, you know, we got our full episodes. We got our our safety shorts, and then we'll be talking about uh, a product, product and gear. So being mm-hmm. able to, um, you know, bring a certain piece of gear, a piece of equipment out, and talk about it, and give pros and cons. Maybe it's you know comparing side by side, but. You know, just talking about what's in the industry, what's good about it, what's bad about it. So mm-hmm. it's pretty exciting. Yeah, <clears throat> different different gear, different things like that, comparing products for that. And then we have our mini episodes that are out there, our What's Your Story, where we go to different trade shows, different events, and everybody has a story they get to hear. Uh, and today, we got a full length, man, and we have the Arbor Group here. Brand new company in the industry, I'd like to say, because most tree companies that are out there, they're 40, 50, 80 years old, been in the industry forever. Uh, but these two gentlemen here are some Valley Crest OGs, number one and number two, top sales reps for Valley Crest over the whole country um, that got together when that company sold to uh, Bright View, I mean, Brickman to become Bright View. Um, or Brickman and Valley Crest joined together, become Brightview. Uh, these two gentlemen started a team uh, with three of them, co-owners here from the Arbor Group. We've got Larry Martoni and Colby Kuhn. What's up, dudes? 
Thanks for having me. Excited man. to be here. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having yeah. us, boys. Man, welcome. Seeing the welcome. ranch, man. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty special here. I mean, you guys yeah, you guys cool. were out with the goats for a long time out there. We were trying out. to kill time while you had to, you know, we were waiting for you. <laughs> you had to finish your staff meeting. Yeah, staff meeting. Just Jared and I. <laughs> Just Jared and I. Yeah, oh, man. That was cool. Well, welcome, guys, man. Thank you for uh, having, having us. Definitely, definitely. We're gonna we're definitely gonna continue this conversation later today uh, after this podcast. But you guys got a story to tell, and it, it was really hard having a drink with them today, um, sitting there because I wanted to hear it, but I didn't want them to tell me too much because I didn't want to have to hear it again, you know, uh, the second time, you know. So I wanted it to be fresh and everything. So we held back. We talked about everything else besides kind of their business. Uh, you know, they gave some good insights that hopefully you can share with the team today of some, you know, some gaps that you've had at starting a company. Uh, because there's a lot of listeners that we have out there right now that want to start a company and they haven't. Uh, so hearing your guys' story and how you started the bumps in the road is going to be interesting to, to hear from that. So we're yeah. excited. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah, Larry, we'll Larry, definitely we'll nervous? definitely get to talk about the bumps because there there's quite a few, <laughs> <laughs> and nothing's ever easy when you start a company. No, no. it's not. I always say yeah. it's like getting kicked in your leg every single day between them every day, right in the nuts. Yeah, it's really nice, That's really fair. nice. So so tell us tell us about you guys, man. Just kick it off, go for it. Oh, what you know what? Actually, I'm sorry. Before we start, we we haven't been in the studio for a long time. We always crack some beers beforehand. Okay, I see you guys have already cracked some, but I haven't. I'm gonna wait like a gentleman for that. Uh, excuse us. We this hen house. So I've never had this before, but we wanted to try it, and uh, we didn't want to wait. This is a Bob Lehman special. This is what we drank during his wedding. There's still leftover, and that's what we're having for the hen house. So there you go, Bob. The most special day in the entire world. Bob and Molly that got married. Our producer, the man, the myth. Bob Lehman, uh, he picked Ten House, and uh, we've had it on the show before, but we're going to drink it again. So cheers, gentlemen. Welcome. Cheers, cheers. cheers. i my back. Yeah, Molly's son works for Hen House, so oh. she, he, he, he might have made the beer you're drinking. All right. That's mm. good. And that's what I actually drank at uh, uh, Blue Ridge. I had a Hen oh, House really? out there. Cool. That oh, they cool. gave me an IPA, so yeah, cool. I'm drinking the same thing. Nice. So I don't want to mix. So let's talk about it, guys. Talk about getting in the, the industry. Where do you guys want to begin? That's a great question. Uh, I guess from the beginning, right? From the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, thanks for having us. I think I think it's kind of crazy to think, you know, we started the company in the pandemic. So June 1st, 2020, <laughs> that was the uh, kickoff, which, as you for know. For your company? For the company, the yeah. Pandemic. Pandemic was March. Company starts June 1st. And there was just so much unknown, right? We didn't know, is the industry going to shut down? Is it an essential business? Are things going to continue? We just, there was so much uncertainty, I guess is the best word. And then, you know, becoming an essential industry in a business, we were able to continue through it. But there was just a lot of unknowns. And whatever playbook we had and what we created kind of got thrown out the window because you had to be fluid and flexible, knowing that it's just, it's just, it's something that's just changing so constant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you want to operate at a certain level with a certain style in a certain way. But during a pandemic, when things are out of your control, you just have to be okay with adapting. So let me let me stop for a second. So before <clears throat> before this, what were your guys' current positions um, in the previous company, and how long were you there? So I was the vice president for uh, the tree care division at Brightview, okay. and I was there almost twelve years. And so, you know, working in a big 
it's a publicly traded company. You learn systems, process, procedures. It's very, you know, organized. There's a lot of stuff going on. And so I had previous to working for Valleycrest, which became Brightview, I did spend three years working for a small tree company. And so I, I had a little bit of an experience working for, you know, a family owned company that has maybe not the same breadth of experience and, and level of systems. And so coming to that type of company, it's just, it's very, you know, there's, there's processes for everything mm -hmm. and you're going to take good and the bad, and you're going to create something on your own. And you're going to try to figure out how, you know, best serves you as a, as a, as an owner and for your employees. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I was at the same company, obviously it was Valley Crest became Brightview. And, um, so essentially, um, I was there 11 ish years in sales, mostly operations to some degree running the part of the Southern California region, helping develop and grow that. And, uh, good, bad, and different. It raised us for sure. We learned a ton from it. We made great connections and all of that's what's made us who we are today. Well, you, you really didn't know anything else besides that, right? I mean, no. you were with the company. I mean, that's all mm -hmm. you knew. Yeah. yeah. A long so time. unlike Larry, Larry worked for a small, a smaller company, family owned company prior to there. I did not. So I yeah. came from a business background, nothing related to tree care at all and was raised in tree care for sure mm -hmm. from Valley Crest, which transitioned to Brightview. And so great connections, great learning. We call it the farm because it raised me. Yeah. Um, and so oftentimes we refer to it as the farm because that's yeah. literally where we were raised. <laughs> and did yeah. you guys work together throughout that time? Like, Oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. No. Were... Yeah. So we were, we were both heavily involved in sales, but obviously did other things as well. And so in the tree care side of things, Larry was number one in the country. I was number two in the country. So we were always did you ever together. Beat no, different markets though. So we can, what? that can be a different thing. So, uh, so you were like, oh, he was in the good market. Well, essentially we were selling the same amount of jobs. <laughs> what what, what was he in? There it is. What was you prep for this. On a, what do you mean different markets? Was one a commercial? So, yeah, no, no, or no, no. Like different areas. So okay, Orange County versus Inland Empire. So um, Inland Empire is a little bit more blue collar, um, Orange County, which we mar we still work in those markets today. So yeah. both great markets, a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. demographics for sure and resorts and hospitality and things but both great markets that we still work in today gotcha so you're always chasing them but you never caught them sure yeah. yeah. Well, he caught, he caught him. He caught him. Now we're business partners, partners yeah. so now we're connected. It's oh, like a marriage. Man. And so yeah. on top of that, too, we have another business partner, uh, Marco Macias. He's not on the trip today. Sorry. Marco. What's up, Marco? What's up, Marco? And so he does a lot of like behind the, the scenes things for us, helps keep everything moving, running. He's our Bob, basically. So he's our producer. Yep. In, yeah. In, mix everything. Everyone go. needs a Bob. Yeah. And everyone needs a Marco. And so, you know, you guys have Bob. We have Marco. Marco's great. Marco takes care of a ton of things for us and makes awesome. everything run smooth. So uh, he was also at the company um, probably longer than you. Even. 15 years? I think he was at 15 yeah. years. Okay. Yeah, Valley Crest Brightview also. So about 40 years between the three of us that we spent. Wow. You he, know. he was in operations or more sales as operations. well? Operations. Yeah, operations. Yeah, operations. Yeah, regional yeah. operations. You got your, you got your operations manager out there. Yeah, so exactly. who started this thing? Who, who kind of uh, goes, Marco. F this? Yeah. yeah, Marco. Mar Marco, yeah. So when the whole transition occurred uh, from... He Valley, left sooner. Yeah, he left yeah. He, yeah, he left earlier. They, With his capacity to run people and do different things and procedures, they had him kind of involved in tree care. Then they wanted him to help in maintenance, which he had never done before. Helped with that for a bit, but realized his passion was tree care. Realized that we were doing tree care for a maintenance company, not a tree care company. Yeah. That's probably the nice way to say it. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so decided he was going to leave, went and helped another tree care company kind of step their game up, be what more compliant. What company was that? Uh, it changed names like twice. So oh. it was uh, 
Casas, which became Legacy mm-hmm. in his time frame. So helped with just some compliance things, clean some things up, make it run smoother. Mm-hmm. Was he with Valleycrest for a long time? Mm, or 15 years. Now? 15 mm-hmm. years. So yeah, long time. Yeah. He left, joined another small company, took a lot of that good from Valleycrest and started implementing it. And the company. idea behind it was it's is a friend. So it's, it's going to be a short-term thing, kind of clean things up, make things come together, help kind of line some things up and put them in the right path. Yeah. A lot of things were already going well for that company, but just how do we kind of clean things up? And so he did that and then decided, you know, okay, his job was fulfilled there, wanted to do something different, wanted to start something different. So he started the Arbor Group um, and got it going um, with compliance and things like that. And then I quickly joined as well. So what do you mean? He started this company himself? Yeah. So yeah. he started it, started building it, getting it. Getting was he like going to run it himself? Doing, that was the idea, but to be smaller. And then we came along essentially shortly after because we were all friends from before anyways. And we gotcha. were all kind of itching to kind of do something different. We just weren't there yet. And so then I quickly joined and then shortly after Larry joined. So mm-hmm. the Arbor Group came together. So did he call you like? Go no, I called him. I was like, dude, yeah. you started something and I'm like, over What's it. up? Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah, you yeah. got something? You got a spot for me? No, it's more so like we can we can blow this up faster. We can yeah. do something better and different. And I think the bones were there, but to the degree that it is today, it was definitely not the case. And then same with Larry. It wouldn't have been the same, nearly the same without yeah. Larry. So now all three of you guys kind of specialize in different things within the company? Yeah, I think all of us can kind of do a little bit of everything in the sense that we both have operations and sales and marketing and stuff, but we all gravitate towards just like anything. You you do what you love first and you put the back burner on the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we've we've kind of honed that in into let's do what we love. Let's focus on that. Let's put that as our kind of our forefront. And then everything that's things that we can do, but maybe isn't as enjoyable, yeah. that other partner within this group can do it, you know? And so we all kind of have different skill sets in the sense mm-hmm. of what we, we love to do the most. And mm-hmm. we just gravitate towards what, that. What are those skill sets? Sales. Yours is sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine would be <clears throat> sales, but I like operationally getting a lot of things done too so i end up kind of being the gopher and i love marketing too so anything marketing is done pretty much through me and mm-hmm. then we have marketing the specialists guy, the guy that, that never goes on instagram yeah <laughs> <laughs> marketing specialist personally personally that's like I'm me the being the marketing this guy right here i want to punch him right in his face okay everybody listen if you see jared just punch him in the face when you see him i've been telling him like come on man we got to do some we got to do some social media post um hey we got some new gear in let's give some shout out to our vendors our partners all this stuff oh yeah we will oh yeah never never nothing i hate it i hate it we have a little summit meeting with him and i getting focused on 2023 with some plans and we're going out fishing at 4 30 in the morning he's trying to do like 20 (laughs) freaking videos and I'm like trying to hook the boat, like trying to get things ready. He's like, okay, I want you to stand over here when the sun comes up. And I'm like, I'm like, for the last four years, I've been trying to get you to do freaking social media posts, but you want to do it Don't. at 4.30 in the morning, right before we're going fishing. You want to do these posts. And then we do them and we never post them. Uh, so that's so- it. Anyways, to take the heat, yes, I do not post on my personal Instagram, Colby Coon. I post on the Arbor Group and our LinkedIn, mostly okay. LinkedIn, more than than Instagram. But after seeing your guys' success, we should probably be more on link or Instagram as well. So. Yeah. Well, 
Well, just don't follow Jared's lead when it comes to <laughs> yeah. uh, posting. Perfect. Posting. Yeah. I'm but if you want to go fishing, hey, we can. It. Yeah. It's exactly. gonna help a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, It'll I'm, help I'm, a lot because he got up to three thousand people on Instagram. Oh, yeah. look at you. It was a big deal. Well, I saw the hearts flying yeah. on his screen earlier. Is it all like teenage girls that follow you, or what? <laughs> is that? Well, the funny thing is, is it's my kids he, making it making me feel good. He hit three thousand, but then I went in there and I. Defriended him. <laughs> he's like, "Damn it, two ninety nine again." <laughs> you just keep trolling him back My and forth. Got him. Yeah. Oh man. So um, I don't remember where we were. Oh, I don't know. It was you you, the, you do the marketing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the so, marketing stuff, and then Marco does more of the uh, compliance and then back operational end. back end, yeah. all that stuff. Good. Yeah. So it's a good mix where we could probably all do a little bit of each other's job, but at the same time, we're all better at different things than others, which yeah. really makes it kind of come yeah. together. Like, like you do, work, and you, you, you know? find where you're good at, what you love to do, and yeah. all of a sudden you guys fit in your spot of mm -hmm. what needs to be done, totally. but you're also willing to get shit done yeah. when it needs to get done. Yeah. So on this, you guys come together, Marco comes to you, starts going, Colby, hey, come aboard, Larry, come aboard. When When is this? 2020, yeah. Like so what this, month? So I, I was quickly getting to the end of the rope but where i was um and so i said i don't i don't want to be at this company anymore i see you started what? something let's build it better i left the company in the beginning of july but why didn't you want to be at the company anymore what what things were happening um it was just more so it was less about taking care of our people than it used to be and that's probably the best way to say it yeah. and um and we really wanted an emphasis on being able to take care of our people most and then our customers next and it's with anything without fault um, when you go publicly traded, it becomes more about the share price and the stockholder than anything else. And that's mm -hmm. totally okay. And that's what has to happen in those situations. We wanted to be the, the smaller, more hands-on. We could control our own destiny. If we wanted to implement something, we could. And so we kind of pushed that direction. At least that's what I felt. So mm -hmm. I left in July. I started in July, like a week and a half, two weeks later, um, and then hit the ground running. And then Larry was feeling the same things because we live close to each other. We talk mm -hmm. all the time. And it was probably, I think you started in what, September? Mm -hmm. Now yeah. let, let's talk about that day you walked out, both of you. Yeah. What did it feel like? I mean, talk about when you went and whoever your manager boss was at that yeah. time. What'd you say to them? How'd you, what'd they say to you? <laughs> we had two very different experiences, I will All right, say let me, that. Let me hear yours, Colby. So mine was, mine was actually a lot probably smoother than Larry's. Um, <laughs> they were like, oh, thank God. I yeah, had to yeah, fire like, you yeah, next week. <laughs> yeah, I was on my way. They were going to push me out. No. Um, it was something where I think I was grateful for the experience and they understood it, but I was also yeah. ready to do something a bit different. They offered different positions to stay, but at the same time, I was ready to move on. They were great about it. Like The transition was great for me. Uh, no problems there. So I don't really have any ill will that way. Yeah. It wasn't. It was nearly not the same for for Larry. And I don't oh, know man. how much we'll get into it. But it was just, <laughs> no, we're gonna get into it. Was, it. Well, <laughs> we're gonna get into. It. He's like, well, actually, the the lawsuits. Yeah, I was done gonna that. say that <laughs> we didn't say paperwork for that. So. Uh, all right, let's uh, hear it, Larry. But yeah, it was a bit different. So yeah, I mean, I I think things get personal, right? Unfortunately, with business. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, you know, it was at a high level at the company, and it, it just it it ran its course. It was ready for me to move on, and yeah. Um, you know, I have to be happy and passionate of what I do. And I just wasn't at the end. And so for me, I, it was time for me to move on and giving, you know, notice and, and telling the bosses and what, you know, what was the scenario. I was assuming there was going to be kind of a, uh, you know, an exit strategy in the sense of here's what we need you to do. Here's how you do nope. it. It just went dark, you know? So you give notice, you say, Hey, I'm going to give my two weeks. I'm going to be moving on. And then it just crickets, right? There, no one calls you. Wait, 
You put your two weeks in. Did you email it? Did you? Uh, I did an email. Got phone calls. Talk. So they started calling you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it just went. What do you mean it went dark? So, hey, we're gonna follow up with you by in a, in the next two three days with next steps, and then to, it's just dark. To leave. To actually. yeah, yeah. Like here's what we need you to do. So they, yeah. they, did they try to? Hey, why are you leaving? What's going on? No, Let's not, fix it. No, How? not necessarily. I think I. I mean, I made my mind up, and it was pretty. You know, hey, they it's, felt it's, that. Yeah, they felt that. Mm-hmm. I think they were just more in like damage control of like how do we handle the the situation. And so instead of like next steps, it was just, they just went dark in the sense of there's no exit strategy. There's no, hey, do this and that, or come in so we can turn in your stuff, or let's just make tomorrow your next day. It was just crickets. And then your phone gets turned off and your email gets shut down. Mm-hmm. So you just, you don't even exist basically because there was no exit strategy of your bosses or someone saying, hey, just come in and just. How'd that make you feel? Um, I mean, I, it was expected. Um, okay. Unfortunately, that's kind of the culture. So. It wasn't something that was like out of the norm. But has it always been that culture, or did it? It, it, it varies, I think, by type of person or kind of the 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 feeling that people give or get. He's just digging. He's yeah. Digging like no, I'm just wondering. I mean, is that is that the culture <laughs> Phil, right? out there? Yeah. Um, it's yeah. it's the I think it's the culture based on the position, who you are, your boss. It's a big company, so it's hard to be consistent across 50 states with 25,000 yeah. employees. And so everyone's going to handle things kind of differently. And so that was just the way it got handled, you know, and I was obviously at a high level at the company for a long time and it just. Now, were you working from home during that time? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you're COVID, working at yeah. home. So you're like. Yeah. Well, I had to like I, turn in all my stuff. And so you had to like put your box and fill it up in your house and then take it to like your bedroom or something from your office. No, no, bring it to the, out? bring it to the <laughs> office. We had a company You walk oh, out and you have to pack your box and carry it out. Yeah, but we I mean, company card it. Yeah. So. You, have, you have company vehicles. Where so you got to put this, you got to return yeah. things. You got to bring your, you know, yeah. your, your phone, your laptop, your gas card, your company vehicle. So then you drove it there mm-hmm. and then I Ubered home. Okay. So you drove it there. You had to come inside. Was people in there? No, no, there wasn't even anyone. So you just left it in the car. Left it in the car, emailed my boss and said, well, I had to email it? my personal and say, hey, it's over, right? Because I don't have an email. Yeah. And that's it. Well, how did, how'd that make you feel? Like, um, what was going on? Most I mean, obviously, 12 after 12 years at yeah. a company, it's, it's a and big then, deal. Yeah, it and is then a big you, deal. you get thanos <laughs> Yeah, like that. Yeah. Fucking dust. Goes dark. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's working in a big company and, like, obviously, I understand the technical side of our industry being in, you know, because I'm an arborist. But I also worked just in a big company. And so business is business in the sense of like how things exit and what things go. And you can have like a structure in place to exit people or offboard, but there's always going to be emotion, you know, Mm -hmm. and depending on how things are felt and seen, that's just the way it is. And it's not trying to be politically correct. It's just the way that, you know, there's always going to be a human influence Mm -hmm. in terms of how things get exited and how people get Mm offboarded. And that was okay. You know, like it, it didn't, when it says makes me feel like, I was already done. I was ready to move on. And so how it ended wasn't like the, you know, what it was. It was, I had a good career there and I was, you know, I learned a lot. And I think the biggest was we got to meet a lot of great people, you know, at the company and there was really good industry people. And yeah. I, I was cool with that. A lot know? of those great yeah. people work with you guys now. Uh, yeah, quite a few. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the ones that you do you. work with us are great. Um, yeah. And then the ones that don't work with us are helpful and supportive in yeah. ways that we never dreamed possible. Yeah. He's so like, yeah, the whole three divisions out in uh, the other side of town there, that they're ours now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's good because it's, 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 if you, you know, if you help people, then people help you. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's paying dividends for us as a business owner and being so young in, in the, you know, as a company, but also, 
like it's cool to see people to help you you know and even like competitors we have a lot of competitors that we compete but there's your biggest competitor right now in our market it's tough it's different areas because we have two two locations currently we'll probably have four in the next two years but in as an overall it's either large landscape companies or a few specific like tree care companies they're just undercutting low price so what's landscape. your per, what's your percentage of work are you guys commercial all commercial family uh, oh uh, yeah res- residential no no residential no city no vegetation so it's either hoa or commercial or retail resorts hospitality yeah. okay. things like that um so all technically commercial um so no residential or any standalone yeah. family stuff i think one thing to say real quick too though part of the reason i think it went dark is i think it was there's a surprise and how do you react to a surprise is sometimes you just clam up because you don't know for us, the reason we both left at different times within a short period, it was kind of a perfect storm. We were both highly compensated, enjoying what we did, but then at the time kind of yeah. things were changing, and we were 33, 34 yeah, I was like at the time. Yeah, 33 or 32. Um, and so it was like, if we're ever going to make a change in our lives, and we're, we don't have kids yet, those things, like yeah. that's it's easier to do now than ever. Yeah. So if we're going to do it, let's do it, and if not, then not. And that's what my decision was. And then when I left, then he called me. He's like, how is it? And I was like, I'm happy. And well, then same I mean, thing. You guys are starting. To, I mean, did you guys work another job, or you just started it? Like, started it. Yeah. So you were like, oh, "We need to sell and make some money here." Quick. Oh yeah, hit the ground running, man. There's yeah. no like extra like, well, I'm gonna go scoop ice cream for eight hours and then go try and sling tree work. That wasn't the case. <laughs> like, it was, this what, is pro- this why is, ice cream? Why well, I just thought of it. I don't know. Oh, I'm like, so this is probably I like a, ice cream. A, a common <laughs> question that that is running through people's minds right now. You know, making this transition, it's always a, what do you do first? You know, you, you come out, you're like, okay, do I sell a bunch of work and then I got to go, you know, put that on the books. And then I know that's sealed up. So now I can go, you know, purchase my equipment and spend, you know, a million dollars and get up and running. Or do I go right out the gate, buy a million dollars worth of gear and a bunch of people and they go, okay, let's hit the ground and sell work. You know, what's the, what's the balance there to, you know, the secret of success for us is a little different because Marco had the equipment <clears throat> going a little bit, but I don't know if there's ever like a secret recipe. Don't, don't, one hotel room. Yeah, still to this so, day. Yeah, one bed. Yeah, I mean one you got one hotel room. You got to have a strategy, but you also have to be conservative and and you want to be aggressive because I know Phil likes to, hey, just double in size. You know, just <laughs> reverse it backwards. Yeah. I mean, I get the math. Hire more. Yeah, well, just hire what, more what, people. What would be your recommendation, though? Your opinion on that coming in to a, you know a business like yours that you guys started. You know, what what would you say? What was you guys' plan? Yeah, well, well, so nowadays I think it's a lot different, even with COVID going on, right? Because getting equipment was really difficult. Like getting tools was really difficult. You would go to stores and everyone was out of everything. Uh, Trucks are still impossible to get right now, but let alone back then it was just as difficult. Mm -hmm. So I would say like if you're going to start a company, you have to place the order and figure out what your time frame is because you don't want to start selling work and not being able to fulfill it. Did you guys place that order? The order, Marco had the trucks placed for sure. Okay. So he had the equipment coming with a little bit of sales from like friends that had like landscape companies that yeah. were going to help give a little bit to go. But the leash was, or the runtime was pretty low. Yeah. Um, the good thing for us is like sales cures all is mm-hmm. kind of the motto that we have. And so mm-hmm. it's like, just sell and we'll figure it out. Like sell it and we'll figure it out. If that means we'll tell people it's 30 days out, 60 days out, we'll, we'll work with sell. them. We have good relationships, but sell the work because otherwise- yep. You're going to hire these guys and promise them they have jobs and there won't be any work. So I heard two, two different sides of it from when you guys started to where you're at now. Would you say where you're at now is you guys sell to the point where you have to grow? Or are you guys growing to the point and saying, oh, shit, we got to sell to grow this? 
That's a good question. You know, because no, it started one way. Now it's now. No, it's on I the would other I would say too. I mean we want the right customers and we're going to grow with the right people to service those right customers, and so like we're not going to want to chase revenue and chase work by saying hey we just placed an order for three chipper trucks mm-hmm. now we need to put you know four or five people in each chipper truck and we need to execute you know two million dollars in revenue with that equipment with those type of people okay. so we're more specific on the type of customers we work with and then partnering with those customers for long term and then growing with those type of customers so i hear the sales grows the other side the sales is almost yep. always yeah. first yep. or at least the idea of like like next year, we need to grow a couple million dollars. We already know that roughly half of that's already met now for next year, and we have ideas of where the rest of the work's going to come from. Obviously, things can change, but we have a good idea. So that way, you build a budget knowing, okay, by this month, we need to order this truck because it's going to come at this time, and we can kind of plan for it because we're self-funded. Mm-hmm. We don't have private equity funding us with whatever people say. Everyone yeah. always asks us that. Like, oh, who's backing you guys? To all you haters out there, we they checked do out not have private equity 401ks. Money. Yeah, yeah, 401ks. It's Larry's credit card, yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's American <laughs> Express. IOUs yeah. go a long way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, Groupons. So, no, it was, it, <laughs> Groupons. It was like taking out of mortgages it was taking out savings it was taking out 401ks and yeah it's like, i mean it's a lot of capital is that what you guys did yeah. 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 yeah 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 i mean it. it's it's a lot of capital right you guys know it's a lot of equipment and you got to put and then in the beginning you don't have credit as a business you only have credit as a yeah. consumer on the personal side so you have to put big down payments and you have to personally guarantee things yeah there's no other way it's i mean whenever you. you start a company that's just how it works because banks don't know the the you know yeah. the business license it's but you guys were all in yeah. Or did it shrink a little bit? No, no, no. There's no shrinkage because no. you can't. Like yeah. in the sense of like we left high paying jobs where we were well compensated, had a lot of freedom and flexibility, right? Yeah. To now it's on us to do it. And that, so that's, however that's we I, figure it out, it's going to be on us to do it. It makes your pee shrink a little bit. That's what I meant. <laughs> okay? It, it gets a little you, like. No, we call, we call it, it gives you heartburn. Yeah. It gives you heartburn. You get yeah. heartburn? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little Prilosec. Now, how many times did you guys think like, oh shit, we're not gonna make it. We're going out of business tomorrow. Never thought that. Do you ever no, thought never that? Never thought that. Never thought that. No. Like, no. like, oh crap, we need this check. You to got come one in. and two top sales in the, in the freaking yeah, country, are. man. They're the best. You, you gotta, they are the best. You, know, you shouldn't best. worry about anything. No, the sales it's one of the, pay, pay, Well, pay I'm just away. saying. No. You know, there's I, sometimes in business where you're like, if I don't get that freaking check next week, I can't pay the guys. Where am I gonna get this money? Well, that was when we just had to put more money. Yeah, we would just write another check as a loan. We just had to put more money of our personal money into the business. Yeah. Because when you're growing that quickly you have to float the money and yeah. so when you're growing you're adding equipment you're adding trucks you're adding a you know a location you have to just put in the money because you don't have another choice or you get a line of credit from a comp or a biz or a bank or something but i mean that's just in terms of like was it going to be successful or was it going to fail no but we also didn't expect it to grow i think as fast as it what it did why did it grow as fast as it did probably people and customers are the two things i would say yeah, I think things that we thought were going to go well maybe didn't. Things that we didn't think were going to go well did. And so, like, the playbook just completely just got flipped <laughs> upside down. Yeah. And a lot of good partnerships. Like, great people reached out, like, yeah. were either previous customers from before, and they liked us there, and they love us now because they know we are 100% it's on us. We're not contributing to a multi-billion dollar corporation. They want to see us succeed because they like us, and they they enjoy what we provide but now it's like building for our families and yeah. helping create opportunities for other people and so we were pleasantly surprised with how much yeah being transparent honest people and just, re- like tried to help us like with we want you to bid this or we want to do this or landscape company saying we want you guys to do some of our work or whatever so hmm. that's good that's good um you know when it 
when it comes to starting a business and doing this, I mean, uh, I mean, it, it, it takes some cojones to do it, to step out. I mean, yeah. you don't have no fallback, man. No. You know, I mean, there's nothing to fall back on or go ask, you know, Valley Crest for your job back. You know, these individuals um, that you left and they kind of look at you and go, I mean, I'm sure they were they were hating on you, like they ain't gonna make it, they ain't gonna do this shit. I was uh, reading, I was reading a good article and it said, "What's the difference between an employee and an employer? It's guts. Do you have the guts to go out and do it? You know, and that's what it comes down to. It doesn't matter if it's a tree business or any type of other industry or any type of business that you're gonna start. You gotta have the guts. You have to be able to step out of your comfort zone, put your house up, put your 401k up, put your whole, you know, life lower your, you know, cost of living because you can't." you know, spend X if you have to put that money into the business and you have to just give a hundred percent or 150%, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. But that's the difference between being an employee and an employer. It's, it's the, where guts. do you get those guts? How do you know you have the guts? How do you just say one day, fuck this, I'm out, I'm doing this. Self-belief for sure. <clears throat> where, mean, where does that come from? I think it's an eight. I think it's an eight, but I also think it's something that over the years of being winners, like however it is and doing well and seeing it kind of snowball and being like, we can do this and we're doing it. And then you say, okay, well making sure it's you and your relationships and things and how you drive versus the brand on the side of the vehicle. And then believing like, okay, this is believing in yourself. Yeah. Attainable. Yeah. And your partners. Right. I mean, some people will go into sole proprietorship. Some will do it with partners. They say like a, a brand, like a three string brand is a better, like a cord than a string. And I think that's the case because we compliment each other, or pick each other up, mm. or someone has a bad day. It's like we're there. Yeah. Um, but I think that's probably it. Like just knowing, like no matter what, this can't fail. It won't fail, yeah. and we're gonna do whatever it takes to make sure that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it makes you, it a little easier when you have some uh, somebody that has your back too. Yeah. You know, totally. You guys come. Well, yeah, you got together, support, right? right? Yeah. Something goes wrong, you have someone to help. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. You yeah, lose yeah. a job, and it's like, oh shit, where are we gonna get work for tomorrow? And it's like, dude, I got it. Like, yeah. I got one. I got a big one. We just landed. Yeah. Send the guys there, and we'll figure it out tomorrow. And then we move things around and make it work. Mm-hmm. And then you start to build, right? And Partners can be the greatest like, thing. I got you can... today, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm number one. Hey, who's selling? Who's selling more work? Larry's selling more work. Oh damn it! He's in Orange County more. Oh, see, it's a location. It's a location. Yeah, it's totally, oh. that's it. I'm hearing a lot of excuses he's now, been, man. It's always a location. He's been saying that man. for years, hasn't he? Oh, it's a location. Uh, he's selling to the higher end climbers. I do a lot of competition climbing in my free time, so <laughs> watch out. I've been practicing. Yeah. If I didn't been, do that, I would sell yeah. way more. I've been yeah. fasting, but I only did it for four days, so yeah. hopefully oh, I beat Jared. Yeah, I saw you hey, ate pizza. You're in trouble. So, so those people that were your, um, your direct reports, are they still with the company? Uh, one of the two. None of mine are. Yeah, they're, they're all, they all left. Yeah, one of them may or may not be Where'd employed they go? by us. Yeah. Uh, different companies. I think. Yeah, just yeah, I mean, everything I think, started. I think with Brightview, it's splintered, right? So you've seen a lot of companies kind of either start or other uh, large companies start since that merger. And it happens, right? Like it happened with True Green 20 years ago when that company started splintered and things just occur and happen. So you've got companies that have started from it, either small proprietary or ownership or other private equity groups or just business in general has all occurred and started from that. And you'll always see that cycle, I think, going forward in different, you know, industries and in our industry and the green industry. So it'll just be a constant kind of thing. Awesome. So for for everybody listening, I don't, I don't know if you guys said it yet, but where's your company now as far, no, we that, as, far, we as, far there, as far as size? You know, everybody's wondering like, well, they started their company. Like what, what two years are, ago, yeah. where are they at? Uh, two and a half yeah, years what, ago. What, how many employees, trucks, equipment, locations? We should put a picture up. We should have gave you a picture to put up. Um, we have truck-wise, 
11 heavy trucks probably mm -hmm. something like that i think what the last count was like 24 total vehicles for the company all in salaried plus hourly employees were at like 46 40. yeah two locations two locations hey bob can you throw the website their website up maybe grab a pic off their site and we'll throw it up on the screen bob it's the arbor GR, yeah let me give it a shot here the arbor grp.com the arbor group with some so 46 people working with yeah two locations dude that's that's freaking awesome yeah super awesome it's been a fun adventure for sure yeah the adventure uh, isn't over that's no, it's just, 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 no, really just literally just started it's just starting <laughs> Welcome to the gym. Oh, so, what's the goal for 2023? What's um, uh, world domination? Yeah, <laughs> world. Domination. Well, you're sitting here, of course. From my yeah. word, yeah, yeah, yeah. world domination. World best in the world. <laughs> what's yeah, the world's you. best? Oh gosh, donut. I just want to punch <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we we want to switch our logo to the academy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, kind of is similar. It is similar. It's a little bit similar. Yeah. yeah. What's the triangle stand for? Well, so it makes an A. So the three trees. So there inside, it is right there at the top. A, yeah. And then um, there's three partners. So there's three trees in there, and it makes an A for the Arbor Group. So Man, who came up with that awesome logo? Um, I may or may not have made that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let me describe it. So I had two majors understand. in college. One was business marketing. The other was graphic design. No, so I like it. Yeah, it's cool, man. Went that route. It's cool. So, oh, it's cool. And then we did red because homage to Valley Crest, which and Good, no one man. was red anymore. No, so that was it. Back to our roots. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Well, I mean, it's it's freaking awesome, guys. I mean, in, in that short amount of time. So where do you see it going next year? What's the plan? Opening a third location. So we're going to yeah. open in San Diego. Nice. Nice. We, we just want to compete against you. Guys. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> but if you want to compete against us, we're oh, also going to do like... LA probably the following year. So oh, if you want to do that, we can make it work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's 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 steady, yeah. consistent growth. We, we've kind of been going over our budgets and plans for 23, but... It's like, how do we do a good company consistently and grow, but not go too fast where our fundamentals as a company kind of erode, yeah. you know? And so I think as we but grow- But who says it's going to erode when it goes too fast? I think it's it's tough because you have to onboard, you have to hire, and you have to get that culture in but that. With, but with a process person like yourself mm -hmm. and yourself- knowing this and Marco, of course, I mean, you guys have the systems, the processes that you're building in that. How can't you grow and kind of keep that? I mean, what what things are you guys are doing different to be able to make sure you keep that culture? I mean, our onboarding process, right? We're probably the only company that does a hair drug test, which goes back three months. Okay, let's talk about the hair drug test. Because uh -huh. you, that's just, I have never heard of anybody yeah. doing no, that. No, trust me, when like, we were, we were like talking. Like in the CIA, the FBI, they might do that, and Arbor Group. Yeah. So when we were talking to the company we used to do the third-party process of it, it's obviously something a lot, you know, the green industry is not doing, but the challenge is urine is only going to go back about 72 hours. And so there's challenges in that. Hair is three months. And so any bad behaviors or bad things, it's going to get caught and it's going to be seen. And then on top of that, we do a full physical, we do an eye exam, we do a hearing exam, full background checks. And all these things, what we're trying to do is just potentially eliminate bad apples before they're within the company. Mm -hmm. And it obviously eliminates the candidate potential that's out there to be able to yeah. get on board, but that's okay. And so we'll scale, but we'll scale. How much does people. that cost to do all that? What you just said, 300 bucks per employee, per employee. Yeah. Well, per candidate, right? Cause they or, have yeah, per, per person that's applying. Cause they're basically, it's contingent upon. So they're given an offer letter to be a climber, a ground. How many people did you interview last year? Would you say gas freaking throw it out there? 
Uh, not a ton. 25, 30? Well, the year before is more. So we, we currently have in the field probably 36 employees. We've probably had come through almost 120. So, well, over those course of two and a half years. Yeah, of people coming saying so they you, had a certain So you've paid almost $40,000 or so. We implemented. So prior to that, we were doing just a urine and a minor background. This was something we implemented about two months ago. That's kind okay. of the 2.0 version of onboarding. And it's well, let's just, say that. 40000 40, you've spent in the last two years just on hair samples. Let's say okay. you had it for that long. How much do you think that would have saved you from that bad employee? Uh, like Honestly. an ROI? Yeah. Like what's the return so on investment? Yeah. Two employees. We've had two for sure that have cost us that. Yeah. Yeah. Two. I mean, yeah. I think I think as an industry, we, we look at the challenges of qualifying people and then training them into that position. And you start to realize, like, just the amount of headaches that can be caused and it's it's not only just a hey can this person pass these exams it's the mentality of they want to go through this process because they want to be part of a company that offer that has that process yeah where others may not do that and so it it just starts to kind of drive different behaviors of what people want and are looking for so everybody it's kind of like almost like a little hazy and you get a bald patch on your right side of your head when it's you start just a buzzer. and they know yeah we yeah. just buzz the back it's not it's quick <laughs> it's You'd, quick honestly and we get you a hat you'll be yeah. we'll get you an arbor group hat yeah you get a hat with yeah no honestly the biggest I think <laughs> the, the biggest thing for that is like i'm gonna have to do that to jared when, when you're not looking dude i'm gonna but i'm like hey it's for your drug test man yeah <laughs> good luck with that um when I think for us, it's we want our our employees to know too. When the the groundsman's on the ground gathering debris, and there's a rope in the way, that they're competent, that they're in the right mind state, yeah. that they're not going to put the rope in the chipper. Or mm-hmm. obviously, the chipper shouldn't even be that close. But it, either way, or if we're working around a school or an HOA, that we've vetted who's working for us, and that the HOA can be confident that we've put safe, quality people on the property That's around good. their kids and their their HOA. Um, and it's part of something that we want to build a culture that's just different from the rest. And that's part of the whole philosophy of our company. So we, to go ask, you know, we haven't spoken too much about the Arbor Group yet. Um, we want to build a place where, where it's different. And, and it's different in the industry specifically because we give 100% health care. We give v- dental. We give vision. We contribute 401k whether our employees or not, like they contribute or not. So we want to build a place where it's not a job, it's a career. And that these people have a place to grow and develop and continue to mature and have opportunities to grow as the company grows. Well, I mean, most companies say that. They say that, but they do it. Are you sure? It's actually No, do they do it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean did, I, that, did Valley Crest do that for you guys? They didn't pay 100% health care. No, no, for sure not. Good. Most I, places. I, I mean, think, it's, it's costly. Well, yeah. And I think it's to show people that it's doable, right? So we started a company in a pandemic two years ago. It's self-funded. It's our own money. We're giving health insurance. We're paying for training. We're onboarding the right way. We're doing drug tests. Like, there's a lot of handicaps that people put in place that say it's not doable or it's not possible or we can only do it up to this certain point or we can't do it until this point. But if you if you put in a vision and a plan and you stick to that plan, it's it's definitely possible. Is everyone going to be able to start a you know a company that expedites that growth this fast because of maybe potentially the you know the relationships we had? No. But you can do it the right way from day one and grow and scale a good you know, tree company anywhere in the United States or anywhere in the world with the right process in place if you just are diligent on things that you are non-negotiable of. You know, you just won't change or back down from yeah. your hiring process or your benefit package or your 
training program or your onboard, whatever that is, like you just stick to these things and you just will not bend for it. And that's mm-hmm. going to create mm-hmm. the company you want. And it could be a million dollar company in Milwaukee or a hundred million dollar company nationwide. And it doesn't matter what that is, but you're just, you're focused on your overall plan. Yeah. And you yeah. stick to it. And so it is costly. You said it's costly. It, it, it is. is it very co- costly. Yeah. It, co- it, it costs, costs money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It costs money. But you know, you have, you have three owners of this company. Mm-hmm. How do you guys make sure you guys stay on the same vision, mission, and plan that you guys are on? Well, the good news is we meet we meet often. I mean, we're yeah. all close and we talk often. We probably each talk to each other either almost daily, daily, either one on one or we group call, um, and then we have meetings often as well. The biggest thing is there's three of us, which makes it easier. So if two people are adamant about something, then we're going with it, regardless if they think it's right and I think it's wrong. I trust them as my partners. Let's do it, or vice versa. So tell us about your situation when that happened, where one person really, was like, "This is not gonna work." I think it's more two. like someone may be more passionate about something, and then we go with it, and it may work out or it may not. But we have to be okay and comfortable knowing that, like, we have to give and get. Like, you can't always win. It's like a marriage. You're in a marriage in a partnership. You're not gonna always win, that's and you're really not gonna nice. always lose. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's how it is. And like, you have to be comfortable knowing yeah. that you have to be flexible, and you, you can't just put your f- foot in the sand. And even if you're super passionate about something, you're going to get, you know, give and take and you're going to have to be okay with it. And yeah. people are going to have to be okay with listening to you and listening to your ideas. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I know in business, there's partnerships at work, some partnerships that don't. And so if you're going to go into business with someone, tree care, whatever, you got to really understand like, okay, maybe you guys work together or maybe you're friends, but a, a business partnership is at that next level. Because what's really now and part of it is money, right? And money changes and influences and, and mm-hmm. changes people, right? Mm-hmm. For better or for worse, it just modifies the way that you think based on a financial situation. And so you got to be super aligned. And I, what we did is we have things documented. We have things, you know, operating agreements. We have things legally binding so that there's not as much gray area. It's a black and white so that you don't have these challenges, because if you get into business, you're a million dollar tree company. It seems super easy. You grow to a hundred million, and there's thirty million dollars in profit to distribute at the end of the year. True colors start coming out. Well, yeah, and and if you don't have a, a good operating agreement and a legal binding documents, things go sideways. And yeah. what happens if someone passes? Does their wife take over? Who gets the ownership? Like, there's a lot of those things. So you meet with a business attorney. You run through these you know w what what could happen and you have to make those decisions and you do it on the front end before your 100 million so that yeah. those there's not that emotion <laughs> yeah. well and and truthfully too early on we kind of established like what do we want this company to be right as a whole not what do you want what do i want what does marco want like as a group what is it that we're after and we want to pursue and that was taking care of our people taking care of our customers implementing technology to shake up the industry and do things differently using all battery powered chainsaw and blowers to be just different. That was before the mandates were coming out and all those things. We just, mm-hmm. the, the quality was there, so now let's implement it. And we kind of had these non-negotiables, like Larry said, where no matter what, we're gonna do yeah. these things. And then as the company progresses, let's decide together when things come about. But otherwise, like as long as we're all pursuing that goal and that's the, the thing we're after, then it'll be fine. So you guys are zero emissions on on all your power tools on small minus, tools, small tools, yeah. minus like uh, large removals and things. Obviously. Yeah, they, so they, they just don't have a large saw. So uh, day one, we went battery in 2020, and then we installed a solar panel system in our yard, 
So everything is getting charged by that solar system and as well as our um, our trailer, you know, where the office Construction is. Construction trailer, yeah. And yeah. is it fully charged in the morning by the time you get in? Way more. So we have 40 kilowatts of battery pack storage. And so even charging 50 batteries for all the climbing saws, the blowers, and the hedge trimmers, it only drains about 9%. And then the sun recharges it in about 30 minutes. So, so we, could, we could power the ranch power. and all the RVs here and still yeah. be fine. Yeah, and be able to handle wow. the goats and everything out Really? Here. Yeah. And yeah. in, in what with the goats? We can power the goats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. automatic feeder. Yeah. We're going to get uh, you a goat to take back with yeah, you. Yeah, I don't think we so. Already took I don't one. know if it's going to fit my condo. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring one down yeah. to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Go ride electric bikes with That's the goat. That's pretty cool. That's interesting. That's yeah, interesting. so, and as things develop, obviously, and the large removal saws come about, we are excited to put those in. We're working yeah. with Husqvarna trying to get those things expedited. It was cool in TCA, we saw an international truck that was all electric and so we were talking about them obviously the cost point is substantial compared yeah. to a gas equivalent or diesel equivalent but the return on investment once you figure out what the cost of fuel is compared in, in maintenance you start to realize you know where that could be and how much savings that is long term and i think as a company we want to just continue to push that as we grow we're going to want to have you know locations that have solar that powers and then hopefully we're 100 percent you know, electric in all aspects as a business. Where, where do you have the solar set up? Is it on a little building where? No, so it's a, it's a stand Connex? basically. So okay. it's uh they built like a racking system and because where we are, we're leasing the property. So if we ever want to move, it can come with Take us. Take it with you. Yeah. Yeah. And How so much does it cost to have that solar panel? That was 110,000. Yeah. 110. Then you the could take it anywhere panel, with you. Yeah, you own, the yeah. You that's own the bad. system. That's not bad at all. 110,000 for yeah. that? Well, I mean, it is and isn't. That's I mean, 110 grand, and you can power this ranch. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. That's it's phenomenal. probably it's probably it has enough power to power a 15,000 square foot house. That's what they. That's they that's what they. Us. Yeah. And from what we've seen, how, how would it power uh, this ranch then? Well, it would power everything that we have: electricity for the lights here, this system, everything. The system would connect, and then it would power. This everything. is definitely more than 15,000 square feet. No, 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 15,000. Oh, 15. No. Yeah, okay. livable so, yeah. square feet. How many HVAC gotcha, systems gotcha, gotcha. do you have in this joint? Why is it not? No, on? no, I would say 1,500. I was like, wait, 15. Okay. Yeah, the system, and then it's movable, and it's also expandable. So. If we want to add, add, yeah. So right, we, we, we got to get your company that who, you use. So yeah, who Honestly, just, I don't who even did, remember, but we can find out. Yeah, who we'll did, be able to figure. But it out. who picked this out? Who decided this, Marco? No, no, we just decided because we were the area where we leased, we didn't have utilities. We didn't have utilities. We didn't have the option. So, so you we just were, called like, hey, no, uh, we, solar we, panel. We company. had to start researching, and we we got a couple different people. We got bids. <laughs> we got estimates, and it took them a couple months to install it. But then we were able to hook it up to our. Our forty-yard container—that's where everything gets charged, as well as our construction trailer, where things get you know work out of. Well, we just like we we didn't have an option. We had no utilities, so we had no power. We had no Smart. water. So we have you know potable water. We have a a, a restroom, and then we have um, solar to Electric, charge everything yeah. to. Nice. And you guys can pick up and go. Well, and go the biggest else. thing we yeah. went, we went bigger on the system because we didn't want to figure out a timer system because when everyone comes back at the end of the day, they all put their batteries down and leave. So if you don't have enough, it'll pop. It'll, it would okay. basically be an inverter. So it's shut off until they come back and they turn it back on. Yeah. No, no, no it's on. It, it'll never run out now because we built a bigger system. But we were afraid of like, we're not going to have pay someone to, to switch all the batteries out and then switch yeah. the batteries out and keep doing it because we're charging 50 plus batteries at yeah. a time. Yeah, and, and as we grow and expand, we're going to have more batteries, right? Add more employees, add more climbers. You're going to have more battery packs. And so the system's set up to basically power everything, no problem. But if you guys move to a new yard, we can take it with us. You take it with you, but yeah. it's going to take two months to hook it back up. No, 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 no. The the problem was like assembling the racks, assembling mm. all that stuff. We have it all now. Yeah, and it's also going to take two months. 
No, I want one of those. Oh, yeah. I thought you no, were no, lying. No, no, it's lying. Yeah, it was going to take too much. It was actually getting it. I know. At this point, we can get any electrician probably to come unhook it. We take the wiring out. The system comes out. We move it on I'm a truck. Come steal that trash from you next week. Yeah, you can try. <laughs> yeah, you got to definitely secure it with yeah. a bolt system. So we have a 50 cal turret. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we've got. It's uh, electric power. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got we got bubbles. The German it's shepherd. Like a Tesla, you won't even hear it. Yeah, oh, bubbles is God. patrolling the yard. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Oh, man, that, that's smart. That's super smart. I've, I haven't heard of someone doing that. I mean, of course, solar panels, but not yeah. running a, a totally well, you know, we're basically, the grid Yeah, yard. so off-the-grid tree company, right? So we have no utilities, and that system powers us to be able to operate. Now, why, we're, why we're, go all battery? Oh, go ahead. No, say we're, we're on the same path here. We're, 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 that's why there's so many questions I get, I give around them, this. No, I just, cool. I gave yeah. them a little rundown. We can't say it on the show, of course, but uh, they said they're going to prototype it with us uh, for our first company. Fantastic. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, we got some We got some new, for you listeners out there, we got some new stuff coming down the pipeline here January 1st. We got a lot coming out January 1st. The so Arbor, Arbor be, Group's uh, going to test it out for us. Yeah. Yeah. So if it works or not, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get report back to the viewers. We'll put it on the Yelp review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see what kind of rate we get yeah. and everything first, and tell you how two good star- it is. I'm like two stars. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. No, I think so. The question you asked was why battery. Um, we well, actually it was Larry pushed it more than any of us, and that's one of those things where someone believes in it the most, and we say let's do it. Why is it because you have a Tesla? Yeah, uh, I got the Tesla after the batteries. Yeah. Where's your stocks in? Like, like some the, the toilet yeah. right now. Look at any stock market. <laughs> yeah. Not just a Tesla. You're looking for like. <laughs> no, so it was one of those things where we knew it was coming before they made the mandate, and they're going to stop selling saws in 2024 in California mm. and things. And the biggest thing was, a, it's good for the environment. B, the noise is substantially different. So when you're working at a resort, when you're working at an HOA, and even more so during the pandemic when everyone was zooming in for work, no one wants to listen to a chainsaw ripping in the background yeah. where they're trying to be in a meeting face to face with their boss. I mean, the decibels are still pretty high with, with electric blowers. Uh, it depends which one you're running. So yeah. truthfully, I would say a blower is probably half as loud as the gas ones that you experience. What's, what, what's, what's your decibels there? Like I think it's like uh, 90, right? At full well, blast. Ch- chainsaws run between 100, or 90 and 120. 15, 120. Yeah, I think that so the, if you're around 90, that's not far no, behind. No, I think you know. the chainsaw I thought runs at like 70, but we'll have to look it up to get those stats. But yeah, not, not, not ga- I'm talking about gas. Yeah, yeah, well, essentially, like the biggest difference, whatever the deficits are, I could run a, a 201 right now and we wouldn't be able to hear squat. You'd be plugging right. your ears and I would be shouting and you'd be reading my lips, then it'd be cuss words. Yeah. If mm-hmm. I run the battery powered saw right now, we'd have a full on conversation right now. It sounds like a power drill. So yeah. the biggest difference, I don't know what the decibels are, but yeah. the selling point for us is like, you can listen to this all day while I still have a conversation. You couldn't yeah. have anything with this. I, believe me, I'm with you. I tested those products in Sweden when they first came out. So yeah. I, I, was a, I was a big big part of that you know, launch of mm-hmm. the Husqvarna battery products, and I'm all for them a thousand percent. And you know, to be honest, not that I'm, I'm a little biased, I guess, but Husqvarna does make the best battery products. Oh, for sure. For us, we believe that. I mean, yeah. we, we've I, they're just ahead them. of the curve on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the battery lasts longer. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the biggest things, right? We're like, well, how often are we going to have to switch batteries out? We have to add inverters on the truck to charge these things. I mean, those were all questions that we had on the front end because we didn't have any experience with it. We were always still guys from our previous employer. We always ran gas. And so mm-hmm. this was a whole new mm-hmm. world for us to explore. And they had the better lifespan of the battery and the runtime and all those things. The first generation saw, I will say, not great. 
Um, we were selling mm, a pipe yeah. dream to our people, and they had to deal with it because that's all they got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The newer iteration of the saw, much better, and yeah. now they love them. Even the seasoned climbers that have been doing tree work for 30 years love these saws. So I got something for you. So I, <clears throat> I thought about this when they first launched this, I don't know, maybe eight-plus years ago. It never went anywhere, but imagine this, since battery technology is getting better. Think of the battery. That's the entire weight of that whole chainsaw. You take that out, the thing's just nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Think of like shotgun shells, mm-hmm. all right? And you have packs of shotgun shells, right? Now you only use as much as you need to keep it light, right? So now if you run out, you just, oh, pop into the one, get through the cut. Because oftentimes you're up there and you're cutting, and you're like, eh, and you're like, shit, I'm halfway through the cut. Yeah. You're like, send me up another battery, and you're over here screwing around with your yeah. saw and your battery, where you could just be, pop one in and keep going. So right. have you talked to Jen mm. and Carlos from Husqvarna mm. about that yet? Yeah, I, knew, I did that for years. I tried. I tried. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, Jared just gives it on a podcast for free. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like we could have made money. Yeah. Hey, don't worry. Commoditized. The cat's out of the bag. Yeah. They, they thought, they looked yeah. at me like, yeah, you're, you're, you're crazy. You're yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and we can't control those things, right? The, people ask for feedback. Yeah. We give it to them. We try to make yeah. things better. At the end of the day, we think what we're running is the best of what's available. Could mm-hmm. it be better? For sure. We give feedback and hope for the next iteration gets better. But the only way it's going to get better is by us using it and giving feedback. Yeah, that's so. it. You nailed it. That's nailed good. It. That, I mean, that that's unique. I I, I really do. I like the uh, the solar panel thing, and I'm sure there's some people that are all kind of off the grid, but they're off the grid of everything. Yeah. You know. Uh, so to be able to invest a hundred thousand dollars into a solar panel and be up and running up to fifteen thousand square feet, uh, running that's that's interesting. Hmm. What about sales cars? Are you guys? Electric, yeah, hybrids or we tried. We learned that sets so a bump, right? We talked about there's lots of bumps. Yeah, along the way. what are the bumps? Let's talk about well, those. So we tried Teslas for our employees, but the problem is not everybody has a house that can have an apartment plumbed yeah. for Tesla they just don't or have an apartment, right? Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening is throughout the day we have to stop at Target for an hour to charge, right? And then. People only want to work so many hours that aren't owners. So they're like, okay, this is my day. And now we're part of it. We're burning part of it, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's something we want to get back to at some point when it's facilitatable, basically. Like when there's more places to plug in and make it more efficient, for sure, Mm -hmm. right? Right So now now, all the sales reps you hire, instead of a hair test, you're just seeing what their mortgage is. Yeah. So you're like, what kind of panel you have at your house? Can we install a (laughs) charger? How many watts? Yeah. No, you're so, hired. No, so now it's hybrid. Oh, you right? got, you got so, 220? Yeah. <laughs> you got 220, you're hired. I'll yeah. actually give you a bonus. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. Funny. So that's the goal. That was the original goal. We Now, went, why do you guys want to go all that? electric, do all that? No, because in California, they said, everybody needs to go to electric. You know, mm-hmm. we're doing this. And then the first time they started pushing it, Sorry, we have a power shortage. Uh, don't run your electric. Phil, we'll never have a power shortage. Uh-huh. We're powered by the sun. We got the but the yard. Yeah, we're off we the can grid. put in chargers. We're they solar. can charge I'm there. I'm just saying for for like the Tesla, the battery powder yeah, stuff. For sure. You know, I mean, why why did you guys want to go all electric? Where'd that come from? I think it's just a matter of being responsible. For us, we thought it'd be cleaner and better and we're doing our part. I mean we're taking but care they, of the But But there's arguments saying that there's more pollution and more things that happen with mining and building these batteries than they do sure. on the gas side. So for sure, the arguments. What side do you want to stand on? I We're don't on know. This side. I don't know. I'm just yeah. putting it out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, which, <laughs> yeah, no. which one is more responsible? For sure, and I think they'll get better as time goes on. Like Elon said, he's like, it, it, "You're you're absolutely crazy if the whole world went, uh, you know, followed this green new deal and all mm-hmm. that shit and all battery, the the economy and everything would start collapsing." Um, you know, end of the day, 
everything came from this earth, it's going to end up back in this earth. Yeah. Where'd you get it from? It came from this earth, it's going to end up back in this earth. Mm-hmm. You think about it like that, yeah, nothing I mean, to really worry about. I know? think for us as a company too, <laughs> we want to be early adopters with most things, right? We're pushing technology, we're is. pushing things, and, and we're trying mm-hmm. to disrupt the industry a bit, right? And now we're starting to see more companies using similar software or using Teslas and things. Ooh, let's talk about that. Um, yeah, we can talk about that. We can yeah, what, what, what kind of software do you guys use? What's Larry's the software guy. No, he loves actually, the software. They, you know, sitting with them, they're like, uh, don't use this, use this, this work, don't use that. And it, there were some things I've never even heard of. That's like, more bumps. Yeah, we've what's the HR that. one again? Uh, Gusto. Gusto. Okay. Okay. For payroll, Sponsor HR. Gusto. Please send the check over to uh, Two True Guys. That's your... Yeah. <laughs> what else? Gusto. We have Ramp. What? Ramp. Ramp. New sponsor what's, for what's Two ramp? True Guys. Uh, credit cards. So it's just digital credit cards that keep track of expense and That's stuff cool. and they soon, don't pay us so brex is similar too so as soon as brex. as soon as you use your credit card a text message comes to you like literally they swipe it a text message comes to you you take a picture of that receipt in the text message it records it records the information off the receipt and then categorizes it yeah. or and then yeah. it says right? like mm-hmm. it looks like this was a lunch who'd you go to lunch with mm-hmm. put it in the text message send it it categorizes it all you're done you don't take the receipt see you later because chasing receipts as a business owner, all of you out there that own a business, it's awful. Um, and so this takes. So we care got of Ramp, Gusto, Samsara. You said, you said Brex Sam or Sara. something. Brex is the same Brex. as Ramp. Basically, okay. it's a fintech bank that does something very similar. So like Samsara. Yeah, Samsara is for cameras. Cameras. It's your um, fleet. Yeah. Tracks, driving behaviors, how people are driving or not. Talk about the AI, AI in there. It, so it's it's looking at your the facial, and so it's seeing if you're distracted driving by, are you looking at your phone? Are you texting? So it, it, it does audible alerts in cabin, and then if they continue, then it basically puts you in like a safety box for review by your manager. Wow. And then speeding. That's incredible. Like, so if you're looking down like, I'm sorry. If you're looking down like this, it's recording that, and it's like, hey, and it will actually talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like dumbass. Like, hey, mother effort. Stop looking down. Yeah, look up. What are you doing? And it'll send a little alert to your manager, and the office yeah. sometimes if, you, it, oh, if it, it progresses to that sends, point, it sends an alert. You're driving like, oh shit, like, I got no, an alert. No, no. <laughs> no, it, it, it <laughs> to comes, the manager, it would come to like us, and it and it could be something like someone sneezed right, and their head moved. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we could be like, oh, dismissed. But at the yeah. same time, too, like Larry mm-hmm. said, it gives you a score, and we can even reward people for having the best driving score out of the fleet. So everyone's trying to be the best to win a prize. How does the crew part. react to stuff like that? Um, I th- I think it's just you have to. You have to teach and train, and then you have to implement. So it's if you roll out something, it's not just here's the new system. It's how do you use the system? What what's mm-hmm. the value of the system or the purpose, right? Well, yeah, and also what it does it does it bring value to you as an employee, but also like there's a meaningful reasoning behind it, right? Is yeah. how do we lower our at fault yeah. accidents and and mitigate potential liability as a company so that we have a healthy company? Good. Yeah. Yeah, and, to get their buy-in. Right yeah, now. and I mean, originally, an in-facing camera in a cab is never comfortable. No one likes that, right? Like, it's yeah. not fun to have a camera. They thought we'd be watching all the time. Truthfully, we have way too many things to do than watch all the time. The only time we ever watch is when it records when something happens. And so we were told actually by one company um, they sell tires, and we know the, the owner of the company, and he's like, "Hey, you need to get these in your in your vehicles." Because there's a lot of people during the pandemic, especially that are desperate for money, that were swooping and stopping in front of commercial companies trying to get paydays. And so people were getting in front of heavy vehicles, slamming on their brakes, getting rear-ended, saying they were injured and suing these companies. And he's like, we put these in our system, and it saved us from litigation, from all these issues. It showed the driver, the 
you know, they claim the driver was texting. The inward camera shows the driver's not texting. So we explain these yeah. things to our employees and say, this is just as much protecting you as it is protecting us. Yeah. So that when someone claims that you were doing something, we can look and say, no, they weren't. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're lying. So Smart. it's it's a good way to protect our employees and the company altogether. So that's why the reason for that. So what, yeah. what's, what's on the horizon for 2023? What are the early adopters, disruption, uh, some of the things you're doing are outside the norm, which showing that it works for your su- success that you guys had in a short amount of time. What's 2023 kind of bringing you from 2020, 21, 22, the learning experiences you've had? What's going on in 2023? We haven't given it a banner yet. So this year was the year of implementation. Mm-hmm. So this year was the year of like, we're going to get all the softwares dialed in. We're going to get, we have two locations now, right? So like last year in 21, we added a second location. This year was the year we're going to get them dialed in. So that's like replicable basically. Okay. So if we're going to hire someone, they're going to go through this system and they're going to go to this process. Oh, one software we use, we didn't mention, which Hank would kill us if we didn't say we use Arbornote. So we use Arbornote. Arbornote. Uh, thank What's you, up, Hank? Hank? <laughs> another, uh, another sponsor to yeah. Two Tree Guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> So, um, but what are the things that can make it more efficient? So as we scale, we want to have less people. We don't need 50 people in an office to run the tree care company. So what things can we implement to make the the company better? And Larry has been great at doing lots of research and figuring out, you know, I don't know how many conference calls you've done this year. Too many. Yeah. Trying to kind of weed through all these companies and figure out the softwares that can really benefit us. And those are some of the bumps, right? We've tried softwares and said, this isn't it for us and go to the competitor. Um, and so, what do you, what do you, no, let me jump over to you, Larry, mm-hmm. on this is, um, some, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of work talking to these companies, listening to yeah. them, trying to find out, is this going to work for us? It's not, what are, what are some suggestions or ideas that you can give that helps people when they are going through that type of process? Um, I mean, you definitely want to interview at least three or four in each segment that you want to, you know, that you're interested in. And then you just want to make sure that it connects to your existing systems. Mm-hmm. So you know, whatever accounting software, does it connect to that? What's the API and integration? Those are all important. Because if you don't, you got to make sure they all talk to each other. Because if not, it's just going to be, a, it's going to take longer and it's going to be more time consuming for that implementation. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and is there is there anything online that says, hey, you're starting a company. Here's the 10 softwares you need that all talk to each other and work that we No, that probably we, Atlas has so. something. I guess I have 47 no, companies. No, you, you've... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you've you've showed me you know some of these things that I'm gonna start looking into, but you know having that out there would help a lot of people. Yeah, going, we could post it. Here's our programs. Yeah, here's our programs yeah. that we use. You we know, for the company. Yeah, it's no That'd secret awesome. sauce. I mean, yeah. Yeah. this is what we use, and hopefully it works for you too. Kind but of think thing. how many companies save so much time yeah, based on the, that and, and trusting the, that. Yeah, part. you've yeah. done the research on that. Yeah, and. I guess you asked the question, which kind of started this, was like, what's the banner year for yeah. us for 23? We really haven't established that yet. We need to. We're doing a retreat with our all of our salaried employees this weekend. We're all going out with them and their spouses or significant others to the desert. That's probably a question that we'll pose to them because we really want the employees to have a say in how we shape the company as long as it makes sense, obviously. Awesome. And so if we hear what they're after and what they think, and then me, Marco, and Larry will sit down after that and say, okay, well, based on what they said, this is what we think, and this is where we're headed. Again, we want to add another branch, so that'll kind of come into it. But we do, like Larry implemented, uh, like, was it monthly? Uh, Oh, employee surveys. Employee surveys where it goes out anonymous to all of our employees, and we get feedback monthly on how is the company doing, what should we do different, how do we get better. Is that through your HR system? Uh Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. and so it's all anonymous. Are you, are you getting things back? Uh-huh. 
What yeah. are some of the things you're saying? It's that- it's more just uh, it, it tracks like one through five on certain questions. And so you just see how people are engaged and if they're happy. No, no comments, nothing they uh, can type up? Yeah, no, there are comments that we implement. Yeah. yeah, there's some people that said like they wish they could work from home more, and then other people said that we sh- um, we did we do work from home a lot because of just COVID and everyone being in different directions. We wish we could get together more as a corporate thing. So that's where we started doing monthly mm-hmm. activities where we go see Maverick together at the movie theater, or we go uh, go karting, or we go it, do the things that bring the community together. And that and that kind of stuff, you know, you wouldn't even think you're like, who wants to really do that? But it's important. Yeah. Right? To at least very some important. people. For sure. Very yeah. important, man. Yeah. Well, and that's why we did the manager's retreat this year where we get everyone Good. together and bring your spouse. Like, you dedicate so much of your life to this company and they probably have to hear you complain about it and, and get excited about it. But now come mm-hmm. meet the people that you either cheer for or complain about if in you the need desert. a guest speaker, Jared's awesome. Is he? he will come and yeah. speak at this thing. I'm do not, talking. Do not do that to me. No. When he I, said he when I say, we get him in a speedo you will in the lazy cry. river. You yeah. will cry hearing yeah. him speak. <laughs> when he's been public speaking for the last I, 20 I, some years across the world. I hate every but he's single amazing. time. We're going to fly it's you down. Amazing. No, I'm, I'm serious. Guys, if you're listening to this and you want to hire Jared to be a public speaker, I won't come. Send us your calendar, Jared. I retire from public speaking. Send us your calendar, Jared. We're excited. Oh, man. You know, it that it is a weird thing how I've been doing it my whole life and I still hate it. I hate it every bit of it. I hate the prep. I hate being in front of people. I get nervous, and I'm like, you know, it's just not my thing. But you do it because you bring value. Yeah. No, I do it because people ask, and I'm the guy that always says yes. Yeah, so people ask yeah. because you bring value. That's why you got to ask. Yeah. yeah so come. send us your calendar. Yeah. We'll figure yeah. it out. <laughs> <laughs> to the desert. Give me, give me one minute. I'll be right back. Uh oh. You, you have uh, another restroom? Yeah. Oh man, he didn't even make it, Larry. <laughs> he didn't even make it. He doesn't even know where the restroom's at. That was a serious. He's, like, go- he's going outside. Uh, yeah, he's like. Go. Yeah, I was wondering go. why he was shaking his legs so much. I <laughs> yeah. thought he was like excited yeah. the podcast and he was in it. No, he had to go pee the last yeah. hour the whole time. Watch when he comes in we're hey, just gonna end it we're like well know, that's the show we really yeah. appreciate everybody so at least i got somebody to take my spot because usually that's me i'll pee two, two times yeah but i'm not drinking so there you go you know but kobe kobe put a little bucket underneath the table so yeah. he's I good heard something, see like that's like called standard op that's know? the planner like, right yeah, there man you yeah. plan that yeah. shit you know larry he's How not a plan he's not a fucking plan efficiency the podcast efficiency he's gonna listen to this in four weeks and be like oh those mother effers started talking shit about me Bob's gonna clip it fifteen times. Oh man, there we've never edited this oh, show ever. Back on the whatever is said <laughs> is on here forever yeah. for yeah. that. Yeah. We know uh, if we time Larry and it's a uh, two minutes he peed. If it's four minutes, something else happened. Yeah, no, this, this, this <laughs> if it's been, six minutes he pooped his pants. <laughs> this has already been great. I mean, I, I I've already gotten some takeaways, which is awesome. You know, it's you, you come into these not knowing what you're going to get, you know, and it's just great yeah. to get it. I get one nugget and I'm like, Oh yeah. Well, you came in here awesome. not knowing you were going to have any guys <laughs> to I thought it was to. just Bill and I. I'm like, Hey guys, what are you guys doing here? Uh, are you guys doing, are you part of this? Who or are these guys? So. Hey, I remember sure. you guys at TCI. What's up? It's hard because <laughs> yeah. like, <clears throat> there's a, there's probably a million things to say. And there's a million things we haven't said about yeah. like what it takes to start a business. And it's like a fire hose. Um, the biggest thing is like, if you're willing and wanting, and you're actually going to do it, then do it. But if you're not ready to work like ungodly hours and your family's yeah. not going to support you, don't do it. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. Cause like we were comfortable. We made <clears throat> more money than we are making right now, for sure. At our last company. Yeah. Um, and we didn't have to put any money in, but at the same time, like we get to build something that we get to put our fingerprints cool? on, which is awesome. And we get to care for our employees in a whole different way that we've ever gotten to do. 
And so. And I think the same way about Larry. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I just had to. Yeah. That was a million dollar client that just called. I had to close that deal. When Lee puts the lipstick on, I mean. Yeah. It was that big account we were both bidding in San Diego that I just got. Damn it. Yeah. They said you got. Damn it, David. They said they were trying to call you, but it just went to voicemail. So. Sorry about that. That multifamily just moved over. Oh, man. That's all right. That's all right. All right, now take, we can afford to I take four, <laughs> give one. Yeah. I'm okay with They're it. They're like, you're 20% higher than him, but it was okay. <laughs> he sh- I thought he was going to pick up his phone. He didn't pick up his phone. <laughs> That's what it takes to be number one, right? <laughs> it yeah. does. It does. Yeah. So, I, I, again, yeah, I don't know. When you left, I was just telling them because we were uh-huh. making fun about your peeing habits. Um, well, well, don't repeat everything we've said we because – you just don't want to hear it all yeah, over again. No, They're like, Larry had to pee. No, that's it. No, so I was saying, basically, they, back to the original question of like, what does it take to, to start a business? And I said, it's like drinking from a fire hose in the sense of like, we can't really share what we've lived the last two and a half years because it's probably been like seven years worth of material that we've lived. You just have to be willing and wanting to, to work crazy hours, put in a bunch of money. Make less money than you've made before, probably for a it, while. It comes. It's just sacrifices. Totally. You got to sacrifice. Yeah. Whatever that comes down to and how that means is just things in life, whatever is what you want and have to do, sacrifices need to happen. And it's yeah. not going to be easy. And like, anytime someone starts any type of company, it's it's at least a few years, two, three, four, five years of grinding. I got 20 still. Still yeah. sacrificing. Yeah. <laughs> he is. It never he's, ends. He's like, I'm supposed to be home right now, yeah. but I'm sacrificing well, for this. And that's it with business because you, you never you know get to that point where you're okay. You know, and it's and it's you always want more growth or more, you know, more in a certain direction. And if you get to the point where you plateau and there's nothing left, there's like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't, that's not why you got into business, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think that's the best part about business is there's always something to chase, and always a direction, to new direction to go. And you know, it's just you'll never get there. It's not a it's not an end in sight. It's the journey, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And enjoy the process, right? Yeah. I mean, it's different every day. I mean, people ask like, "Oh, it's what's like being an owner?" It's like it's a janitor and it's a decision maker and it's everything. All you got to you got to wear all the hats. Yeah, yeah, at the exact you know? same time, it might be running a chainsaw a hundred miles away to a job because you're the only one that can do it right now, and you're going to do it anyways. <laughs> and it's not fun, but you're going to do it. You know. True. Yeah. True. So, so the people listening on this show, you know, I've always I always ask people at the end. Uh, you guys have given a lot of nuggets, a lot of wisdom. Uh, don't think this is just a one show and done kind of things. You guys got a lot to, to give, uh, back to the industry, a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom, uh, three people that worked for a company for a long time coming together during a pandemic, investing your own money to build something and grow it to where you grew it to, um, in the last, you know, two and a half, three years here. Um, I always ask for some wisdom, something you can share that's from the heart to the people listening today, uh, driving home from work, going to work, uh, just got in a fight with their wife, uh, sitting there listening to the podcast right now. What things can you give that doesn't have to be about our industry, doesn't have to be about, you know, put two hands on the chainsaw and safety's first, but, you know, something you can really give somebody that you've learned in your life of uh, in this industry and just life in general? What I mean, I, I would say, you know, people get hesitant to start a company because they overthink things and they always think about just the negatives of what could and just you got to you got to jump in. And I know a lot of friends of mine that have thought about starting a company and they just they just overthink things and they in their mind, they just keep thinking to themselves, well, if it goes this way, it's going to be that 
or they just overplan it, think it's going to be perfect at this time or whatever it's going to situation. But to, to start the business, there's never a great time. There's never the best time. You got to just jump in and do it and put 100%. And, you know, what we were taught from, a, you know, from the founder of Valley Chris was stay close to your customers and take care of your people. You do those two things, you'll be successful. You know, and that guy, you know, started Valley Crest with $500, $500 nursery and made it a billion bucks, you know. And so wow. it's keep it simple and, and do the right thing and be consistent. I And I always preach to my employees integrity and they go, well, you know, how does that pertain to my position? It's doing the right thing when no one's looking, yep. whatever that is. It could be you're walking with a whole bunch of branches, you break sprinkler heads, we'll report it or tell the, you know, onsite landscaper to, you know, to fix it or flag it. Or you're at a job site and you drive it and you walk it and you identify trees that need to be removed because you did a good bid. So it's just having integrity. And then you make sure that you live by that and then that gets translated to the way that you work. Yep. That's great. Yeah, you kind of That's good. You know, you know go back, to, go, to go back and, and, and talk about, you know, people that worry and they're on that fence of, man, do I do it? Um, do I take that leap? And they're like, oh, this can go wrong. That can go wrong, you know. Um, I forget who I was just listening to. Then it's ninety percent of the things that go through your head that you worry about that things are going to happen don't come true. Ninety percent. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you're scared of all that rubbish that you're putting in there, thinking it go wrong. Ninety percent of the time, it, it's not yeah. going to happen. Well, and you analytical you know? folks, like I'm just terrible, crazy analytical, and so you can talk yourself in and out of anything. So you can like talk yourself into business or right out of it the same way. You can say, well, I have one of these things, but I have all these things, whatever, back and forth. If it's not your passion, don't do it because it's a lot of work. But if it is your passion, absolutely do it because if, you'll never be happier. You'll probably work harder, but you'll never be happier than when you're doing it for yourself if yeah. you're excited about it. If you're not, you'll hate it more and it'll cost yeah. you way more money. Um, and like Larry said, the integrity thing I think is the biggest thing. I mean, oftentimes tree companies will cut corners, cut costs, do things to try to like make up the difference to win the sale. The good thing about owning our company is we said like regardless of whatever happens, we're going to do what's right. And that means making good gross margin to zero gross margin we're going to follow through because we're a young company anyways like it doesn't benefit us to cut corners but mm -hmm. we're not going to skip that last slope because we're out of time we're not going to do those things and it, by telling our employees that they've picked it up and they understand the simple level of service that we're expecting from them that goes to our customers and those things pay dividends throughout the entire company by saying no matter what we're going to do what's right and whatever that looks like from any point right so, yeah it's a it's a ripple effect i mean you do something potentially that you thought someone didn't see or that you could get away with and it all comes back you know and it could be you broke something damaged something didn't report something and then all of a sudden three months later it's reported and it, it was a branch that went through a, a roof that ended up turning into a water damage because the rain came right or yeah. whatever that is but like all yeah. those things they just come full circle yeah and that's why i try to teach and preach to people i'm like you don't want to be the low cost leader. You want to charge accordingly so you can invest in your company, invest in your people and make the right margin so that you're a successfully, you know, healthy company long term. And if you just start taking shortcuts and you start to undercut, it's it, it just catches up and it's just not mm -hmm. worth it. We're yeah. in an industry yeah. that's got a lot of risk and, you know, we're very good at what we do and there's a lot of education that goes into knowing how we do things and value what you do because if you don't, your customers won't. That's good. That's yeah. great advice. Uh, appreciate that. Um, a gentleman named Bob Jones Sr. Uh, said the two most important words in the English language are do right. Live by that. Yeah. You know, do what's right. Yeah. Simple as that. 
and other people start doing what's right. So um, appreciate you guys, man. No, thanks for having us, man. I don't. We probably word vomited all over you guys. No, this is great. great. Yeah, Yeah, we'll be here tomorrow for the next (laughs) round. Our flight's not till eight. You're like, what do you mean? I thought this was an eight-hour podcast. Yeah, Yeah, no, but I I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys being on the show, uh, hearing your guys' story. Uh, As always, I say, um, you know, I want you guys back because the guests we have coming here. I haven't had a bad guest, and it seems like everybody keeps topping them. Probably the worst guest was uh, Ryan Torchicola. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just put it out there, uh, these little nuggets, so I know he's listening oh, to it, and oh, maybe he'll man. text me on it, but he was probably the worst guest ever. Uh, and then Travis Fickerson's number two. But anyways, uh, no, I appreciate Brutal. you guys. <laughs> I appreciate you guys being on the show. Uh, what you guys have done is, is pretty freaking awesome, inspiring. Um, you've, you've kind of set the bar. Right here for a lot of people out in the industry that are following you, watching you. Uh, they want to be like you. They want to learn from you. Uh, keep it going. Keep innovating. Keep changing. Keep keep disrupting the industry that you have. Um, I'm excited to see what you guys, where you guys are at next year. To see, looking back at this podcast, if you guys are where you said you were going to be. Yeah. And, and we're an open book. I mean, anytime people message us on LinkedIn or reach out to us and they have a question about what we're doing or how we're doing yeah. things. We're always super transparent because like rising tides raise buoys, right? And we want to make sure that we give good information that helps people to make their companies better yeah. or them as an employee. And so I've never been insecure of trying to hold on to something that can't be shared. I just look at it as a learning thing because I got to learn a lot and I was fortunate yeah. to be surrounded by good mentors in my career and my, you know, and I want to pay that back. That's awesome. You know, and so we even tell people we charge. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I uh, I'm excited because I'm going to send an email that says, "Give me um, all your top 35 clients in the last bid you gave them." No yeah, you know? yeah, and we'll send you, you our list. man hour rate, our gross margin. <laughs> I, and love profit. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. And we'll send the tree counts. Phone we'll numbers, send, emails. Yeah, we'll send, send you. <laughs> actually, we'll just send you the shape files, and you can upload it, so you don't have to map <laughs> it. If it's the top 35, so good easier. luck. Those Thank people love us. So good luck. Yeah, You can give a bigger gift basket. Yeah, I I would love for you guys to you know yeah keep telling your story, man, and get get involved in the chapter, and you know if you guys ever want to come out and give a talk and put a presentation together, even one hour at one of the shows or something. Um, it goes a long way. It goes a long yeah. way. Just getting out in, in front of the community and, you know, our you know, our industry needs it so much. And, you know, I learned a lot from just sitting here with you guys. And I know, you know, when I get those little nuggets and mean something and be able to pass that on is big because that's what we do here, right, is yeah. that we pass on the knowledge. So, mm-hmm. man, if you guys, anytime you guys want to, you know, get involved with the Western chapter or something like that and, and give a talk. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think we were at TCA expo in Charlotte's where, you know, we all met. And I think that was kind of like, what was the, the fire that kind of got us excited because we met so many cool people and we weren't expecting it in a good way. And it was just like, wow, this was like yeah. a great experience. We learned a lot. We were able to help people and like it went two ways. And so for us, that kind of excited us to like, kind of just even make us more into this industry and want to give more and be involved because it was super cool. And like, that's why we're going to TCI winter management. It was, it was that same thing. Colby's going too. Colby's not going. Yeah. I want to share a raft with you at the pool. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. We can't afford a room. So we got to share with you. dude. dude. I'm open. You guys, I'll set up cots in the room. You guys are good. All right. You're good. You got, you got to watch. We do have some extra rooms. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> see, there you go. Oh. Yeah. 
It's cool. out there. Well, thanks for having us. We look forward to potentially doing this again sometime. No, we, we appreciate you guys. Come visit us in Southern California, too. Guys, yeah. We'd love to have you guys. Guys, check them out, man. The Arbor Group. Um, these guys met them uh, a month ago. All of a sudden, I get a text saying, hey, we're coming up here. I didn't know if you were coming up here for us or what, or I still don't even know, to tell you it the truth. It was this. And, and here you guys are on a podcast. We're going to eat some good food after this. Uh, but I, you guys to- I told you, Phil. I was like, dude, I'm coming up. We do follow up. I don't up. know. I, I, yeah, drank, I, 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 yeah, I, drank, as, I drank a lot. I didn't yeah. know if I remember no, no, what people, was talked about yeah, or what. I, if I say I'm going to do it, I follow through. Uh, I just... I have to. It's it's just part of my DNA. <laughs> good good to know. Good to know. I'm going to hold so you to awesome. that. Oh, but yeah. guys, listen, uh, follow these guys. Check them out. Where can they go find you on Instagram, Facebook? What, where at? Uh, the Instagram's The Arbor Group. Uh, Facebook, we don't do Facebook. We do LinkedIn, The Arbor Group. And Look then, how innovative they are. They're like, uh, Facebook's for people born in like 2000. Well, board members would follow it probably and fill. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'd have two people. Yeah, and then our website. Jared doesn't have damn Facebook. Good. Damn it. Yeah, good. Jared's leading I'm canceling edge. my yeah. tomorrow. Damn, and then, uh, Zuck is a big TikTok Yeah, our, web- t- 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 yeah, yeah. our website's the arborgrp.com. The Arbor Group was some financial company. Yeah. We couldn't buy their website. There it is, so. guys. Guys, go on there, follow them, uh, text them, call them, whatever. If you guys got something out of this, that's a fee, man. Pay it. Pay it forward. Share this. If somebody else, you have no idea, you put it on your Instagram, someone else puts it on their Instagram, and then all of a sudden you reach someone that you never knew that you're going to reach that needed to hear this today. But, guys, that's the Two Tree Guy podcast, a bunch of tree guys drinking beer, sitting on a table in California, talking about the industry, uh, talking about business, talking bullshit, uh, drinking some beers, having a good time. Uh, So I appreciate everybody, and just remember to – Continue to elevate the standard of our industry through safety, through training, through innovation. We appreciate everybody. Love everybody. We'll see you later. Peace. Peace. There it is. (laughs) Bye.